and I just about fell huh. out of there. Because if artificial intelligence is goal-directed behavior, what the hell is intelligence, right? Interesting. I've never heard that before. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Alrighty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much <laughs> for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals, and the reason I'm chuckling is we're doing this on a busy Saturday, and I have once again our legendary co-host, Henry Evans, almost in the studio. How you doing, Henry? Doing great, Martin. How you doing today? I'm doing well, and and we we must. It <laughs> it occurs to me we must pick up where we left off. So last time we had you on, we were talking about goal setting 101. And yep. And in the discussion, I said, "Whoa, whoa! Like, check. We got to slow this down." Or actually, I was trying to suggest we got to speed it up. But I was saying we could spend two or three hours and because this is just such a massive topic. So so here we are going into hour two. We're calling this Goal Setting 201, and we will pick it up where we left off. Before we go there, sir, as is customary, let's go to the GTR. Your, your kick off or mine? I can kick off this one because I All got right. a couple of – very current things. So, so the GTR I love just the good things report. So two things, I actually, my daughters, I've got, I've got two daughters as I know you do as well. And sophomore and junior in high school. And so we started touring colleges. So we toured UCLA. Um, If you're not in California, that's university of California, Los Angeles. (laughs) And then, uh, and then USC, which is their major bitter rival, which is the (laughs) university of Southern California, both in Los Angeles. We toured one Wednesday and one Friday and super fun. It's just really neat to go through that experience again. It's been a, uh, a few years since I've gone through that myself. So it was, uh, and I didn't tour those schools because I lived in Iowa at the time. So it's, it's been a fun experience going through that. So what, what a great experience in two, two phenomenal campuses. Uh, we used to call SC something a little different. <laughs> um, I think oh, I know yeah. what it was because you are a Bruin, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not, but but I'm an Aztec. But but Azte- okay. I did yep. come out of LA, and I I was leaning towards the Ukla side of things. Yes. Um, but but yeah, as a member of <laughs> the two daughter club, I can relate <laughs> to what you are going through, and you got yours just a little closer together. So impressive work, Henry. Um, my my GTR is just that it's been a crazy busy Saturday already, and I got to visit um, a couple of my best buddies down on a rugby field not too far from here, and now I'm hanging out with you, which is a great thing. And then tonight, another very good friend has his 50th birthday party. So all nice. all good things going on. Again, on a busy Saturday. So let's pick it back up. 
goal setting 101. Actually, when I say pick it up, I want to reset a bit. So the formula we had, and I don't want to shortcut this. I would encourage people to go back and dig into 101. But, but to quickly recap, our goal was to narrow it down, Henry, to like four or five items in this recipe or formula for goal setting. So so what we had was beginning with the end in mind, right? And, and then it was (laughs) 1A, which is desire or why. And then two was action slash habits, or in my case, I would prefer to say habits slash action, just because habits, I would humbly suggest are more important because they have this compounding effect, whereas most of these actions tend to be one off. So habit slash action. And then four was, if I can read my notes, um, this idea of strategy and modeling. And, yes. and then five, if there is a five, it's just reassessing and being adaptable and, and circling back around. So that's, that's where we left off. The interesting thing, as I was drawing that out in a recap, it's it turned out if you could picture a circle with arrows, it was it was what, why, how, and then reassess, and you just keep going back through this circle. and And I know there are some people who say you begin with why, but I'm not. So sure, you know, the, the end in mind and the why, perhaps interchangeable, but that's, that's the formula we have at this point. I love it. I think that sounds good. All right. So that brings us to 201. And the only other reset I want to do is it occurred to me, I still think there are some people, because the interwebs can be so confusing, there, I, we left off talking about myths and how goals are bad. And, and I said, you know what? Let's, let's just pull up some of those articles to see what people are saying and how that can be misconstrued. And, and do you want to, <laughs> not to put you on the spot, but do you want to guess what, when, when they, when they air quotes say goals are bad, what do you think they're talking about? I'd say about uh, feeling restricted and, you know, being locked into something. Well, I can't be spontaneous if I have all these written goals. That would be my guess anyway. That's a very good guess, and that's one of them. The other is it's funny how how they will conveniently um, confuse or even conflate organizational goals with personal goals. So, hmm. so they're just saying goals, right? Well, well, organizational goals, you know, there are studies where a company will be like, we got to do X by Y date. And then what happens, of course, is employees under immense pressure begin to cut corners and make bad decisions. So yes, of course, un- in that circumstance, a goal could be bad, right? For sure. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I think in in bringing it back to personally, you know, an all or nothing scenario where we left off talking quite a bit about 
mindset. And so I think if the mindset isn't, isn't right, if it isn't that, if it isn't that all information is good information, meaning even if you miss your goal, you're getting great valuable feedback, but if it's an all or nothing, like I have to run a six minute mile and I run a six thirty, and then I'm, I'm beating myself up. Well, that's just not preparing yourself mentally. That's not managing expectations properly in my opinion. Right. Right. I would agree. And, and, you know, that was one of the things that I had written down too. this idea of what happens if you, okay, let's assume everybody agrees. We're going to follow a process to set goals. What happens when you do get those inevitable setbacks? So, Right. And I was going to weigh this and I weigh that. I thought I was going to run this mile and I ran that. You know, you know, what did you do? Cause obviously you've, you've, you know, I mean, you're a master at setting goals and, and, you know, and, and then achieving them. What are some of the things that you've done when you get those inevitable setbacks? Well, and we'll get into that. And I'm not sure I'm a master. I prefer to think of myself as a student, uh, with a beginner's mind, but same here, same here. Having having said that, the last kind of prep statement going into our discussion in in goal two dot which was perhaps overlooked, it just there's so many things we could talk about. But I'm reflecting upon, and I think you're going to love this if you didn't hear the interview. I I interviewed the the interview was with Alex Bates, and he bought. Well, he didn't buy. He sold an artificial intelligence company, a drilling company. They they weren't a drilling. They were they they wrote the software that helped underwater drilling. The reason I'm going here is he wrote a fantastic book about artificial intelligence, and I'm asking him to please define for me and the audience. And this is all going to make sense. I said, what, how, how would you define artificial intelligence? And you, do you know what he said? Okay. If you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like dying. Yeah. What? Yeah. You, you we're all dying. Artificial intelligence is goal directed behavior. And I just about fell huh. out there. Because if artificial intelligence is goal-directed behavior, what the hell is intelligence, right? Interesting. I've never heard that before. Well, think about it. If you're trying to program a robot to pick up a piece of paper, that's a goal. And, and, and you're programming the robot to pick up a piece of paper. You're programming a robot to vacuum a floor. That's goal-directed behavior. He was programming drills uh to to alert the managers long before a breakdown was going to occur that's a goal the goal was we need a warning because once the drilling stops it's millions of dollars a day so it's goal directed behavior so if there's anybody at this point who doesn't think setting goals and by the way I used to be this person I wish I wish I heard this when I was, I don't know, 15, 20. It doesn't think setting goals is important. It is the sign of intelligence. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's crazy. 
It's absolutely crazy. Well, which 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 kind of goes back to our Earl Nightingale quote we talked about last time, this idea that a goal is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Yep. It's it, you know, and, and so it's not it's not necessarily what the goal is, it's are you marching towards it? And if you are, guess what? You're already successful. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. And you brought that up, and I, I just love, absolutely love that quote. It's just that it's, it's not a guarantee you're going to hit it. It's not even about hitting it. It's about using your capacity to set the goal and then go after it. I love it. So. Yeah. 100%. So thanks to you. So that really brings us to here we are, you know, 15 minutes in and, and now 201 is where the rubber meets the road. 201 is, is all right. We, we understand the framework and you brought up, which we'll get into setbacks. And I think they're answered with the magic that is tracking, tracking. Yep. <laughs> right. Love it. So, so give me your experience. I know you coach a lot of entrepreneurs and, and talk to me how you use tracking to achieve goals. Well, you know, and it's, and it's funny because I know when I first met you and I read your original book, uh, the habit factor where you were harping on the tracking and I'd always known that, but, but I've done it more on like, I do annual goals and write them down and you really broke it down to, you know, you have to track your habits. Um, and that's been a key differentiator for a lot of people, for both myself and a lot of people I've been coaching and training and, and, uh, uh, and just business investments with or investing with, um, one particular client I have right now, uh, she's a managing director of a, of a, uh, of a large, a large digital agency and she just wanted some help on coaching. And the number one thing that I helped her set up was, what is going to be that habit that you're going to track so I can see it every day? And I said, let's focus on one habit a month. And I talked to her earlier this week, perfect preparation for our call. And she said, you know, the best thing about working with you, Henry. And I said, no, I'd love to hear it. She said, it's knowing that I've got this tracking and that you're going to be looking at it. Wow. So so I think that tracking is key. And then that, that little extra piece uh, which I want to make sure we talk about too, which is who's reviewing that for you. <laughs> right. The accountability component. Accountability piece. Exactly. Exactly. Well, those go hand in hand. And I actually thought she was going to say, it's just, you're so damn handsome. <laughs> of course. That's exactly what it was. And I didn't <laughs> want to share that on the call, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then she said the tracking. So let me said tracking. This, Part this, two. Warm- this number two. This warms my heart because it, I, I can't tell you nothing changed for me until I really began tracking and then everything changed. So, so tracking was this magic secret sauce. And that's why I'm always telling the listeners download the free. I'm not even selling it. Download the free tracking sheet. Use this. Follow the part. The par process, plan, act, record, reassess. This isn't the only way to track. It's just, in my humble opinion, the absolute best way. But you don't, there are a million ways to trade. You could just pull up a spreadsheet. But the point is, whatever you're going to do, track. 
and tracking. Look, just just the term. Go go drive somewhere and tell me where you're putting your car. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> get in an airplane. Where's the plane going? Get in a, a you know a, a train, and where's the train? The point is, it, it's all around us. This idea that things work when they are on track, yet we don't think twice that we ought to be tracking our behaviors. And 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 now. Not to do a, do a, like a sidebar on this, but I think this is just fascinating because you just said a couple of things. Number one, it's the magic secret sauce. Um, I think so. Yeah. Which I would agree with too. Number two, you've said that a lot of things we already do and are interfacing with and systems that we're participating in, like getting in the car and flying and going somewhere, any, any travel at all is all related to tracking your progress towards an end goal. Why, why is it that people don't see this on a personal side? Any, any, any thoughts about, I mean, what is it that stops them to be like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I think uh, the short answer is it, look, we go to school and we're taught, I, I mean, we're taught everything from U S history to foreign languages to basic math and, and, I can't recall any, you know, goal setting 101 class, fifth grade or, or, or even eighth grade or even 10th grade. But each time, but I, I, which I completely agree, but think about each one of those classes, they're actually doing it. They aren't showing you what they're doing, but they're saying, here's your test. Here's the work to get done in preparation for it. Here's the homework. So they're doing all the steps and the tracking. They're just not showing you what it is and how to apply it to something else. You're spot on. You're, you're uh, spot on. The other thing about the plane, train, bus, car analogy is that it, it's a perfect parallel for goal setting. What you have is a destination and then you're, you're going down a track to the destination. And, and so what we need to do is where, where's the paint for our road, right? Show me your tracking. That's what, that's what I'm always asking. Like, show me your tracking. And, and the answer is always, I don't have it. The answer is I don't have it. So, so it's, so it's, so it's almost like, and, and so here's, here's just a question around that idea for you then Martin is, is it, if you have a goal, don't even bother setting it if you don't want to put into place some tracking. I mean, is that a fair statement? Somebody says, oh, I want to lose a lot of weight. Well, if you're not going to do tracking, then just just go eat bonbons because you might as well just hang it up. Yeah, I don't know if it's that extreme. I mean, you always hear of cases where there are people who will subconsciously program themselves. I'm not trying to get too, like, foo-foo here or esoteric but but there are people who will set a goal write it down and then they intrinsically begin to change their behaviors and move towards that now the question or discussion could be had could they move faster if they were tracking i would probably say yes but there are there are people i'm sure who who've hit their goal who have never tracked but but i think for 
for those people who struggle, and I, that was me, the difference was tracking. Daily accountability, yeah. weekly accountability, reassessing, and then getting back on the horse because that's a beautiful segue to the next part. And again, I think tracking answers it. You said, how do we reset? How do we get back on track? So, right, right. So, so, you know, again, this is the, the old adage of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm eating healthy and then Saturday rolls around and I go to a barbecue and I kind of go crazy. And then, you know, my mother-in-law makes homemade apple pie, which she actually did last weekend. And, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of go crazy. And then, New listener, the quickest way to get up to speed here at Habits to Goals to understand how it is you are going to craft intentionally the good supportive habits that will help you reach your goals more quickly. The process we follow is PAR. Plan, act, record, and reassess. That's it. It's fairly simple. You have three ways to get your free tracking sheet which will get you straight up to speed very quick. So you can go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. You can text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444. And (laughs) finally, to give you additional resources, just use your favorite search engine or and or Google and just type PAR, P-A-R-R, and the Habit Factor. For those of you looking for a super Super deep dive on habit. The book, that's right. It's almost 10 years old. Check out the habit factor on Kindle. It is, I believe it's $3.99 or $4.99, practically free. Of course, it gives you not just a deep dive on habit, but, but really walks you through the habit factor process. So there are a handful of options for the new listener. I don't know what happens. It's almost like, at least for me mentally, I get to a point where I say, Oh, well, you know what? I already fell off the wagon. I'll just stay off the wagon for a little bit because I've kind of already ruined this day anyway. And then you kind of justify, oh, I'm going to go eat this or do that. Um, so what's the best way? And I try to do a daily reset, but I'm curious any strategies you have around how do you reset that once you fall off? Because, I mean, everybody falls off. It's just a matter of when. That's correct. You're spot on. So the, so the answer, it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, but the, the, the only answer I have found for me in my experience and those people I've helped is to have the four week tracking sheet in front of you. So if you miss, if you miss a day and you miss another day or you miss, it doesn't, the point is it doesn't matter. Life is long. Life is dynamic. And I want to say life is short and life is long, but but it's dynamic and, and yeah, life happens and then a kid needs to go here, or a kid is sick, um, something happens with the wife, your your mother-in-law is cooking apple pie, whatever it is, um, or there's a birthday party and there's another birthday party. It's not that those things aren't going to happen. The difference is having that tracking sheet or the app um pulls you back and puts you, here's the language, on back on track. Right. So what's the reason you think a lot of people fall off the wagon? Let's just take New Year's, you know, just a New Year's resolution. So, you know, end of January, February, why do you think people fall off track and don't get back on? Is it they, 
maybe it goes back to our original thing. They don't have have a big enough desire or reason why or haven't tapped into that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So so desire, they're not tracking, and they also have a mindset. I hear this quite often. I'm just not disciplined enough. So first of all, they're giving themselves an out and an excuse. Um, and, and I don't know if they necessarily have an understanding of what discipline is. And it's a habit. It's, it's something you strengthen over time. It's, it's nothing, um, that just magically people are born with, right? I mean, so, when's the last time you saw a disciplined baby? Right. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, this is fascinating. So then, so then, you just said that discipline is nothing more than a habit. Can you can you deep dive on that for? Because I've never heard that before. That's really interesting. Well, think about think about what when we say somebody's disciplined. What what do we? What does that mean to you? Well, I would say that it means that they they always do what they say they're going to do, and, and I think that the that the mistaken word I'm using there is always because disciplined people, unless you're Tom Brady, and I guess he apparently like never, ever, ever eats anything bad. Cause I think he's actually <laughs> half, half alien, but, right. um, but discipline to me means the vast majority of time you make the right choice based on what your ultimate goals are, but it doesn't mean you don't fall off the wagon just means the vast majority of the time you're going to make the right choice. I'm curious if you have the same definition on that. Well, I'm actually pulling up the definition because I think it's worth talking about. So just, you know, a quick Google search. The practice of training people to obey rules or code of behavior. So here's the key term, the practice. Yep. It's a practice. What do you get? What do you develop? You develop skills and habits when you practice. So discipline is a practice, it's a skill, it's a habit that 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 flourishes, it gets stronger. You know, I use the term all the time, habit strength. So so a discipline can be weak and it can get stronger over time. You may you may not have the discipline to walk past the the cherry pie, right? <laughs> but guess what? If you can do it once, then chances are better that you can do it a second time. And each time you pass the cherry pie, your your habit strength, your discipline is getting stronger. It's a practice. doesn't mean if you fail, it's all wiped out. I mean, that's one of the great myths too, right? Like, yes, like you, you skip. You skip one day and everything goes to crap. That that's that's absurd because habit and skill are 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 almost one in the same. And so think about a great uh, pianist, right? Like their performance while they learn the skill of playing the piano, their performance is basically habitual. It's it's almost totally unconscious and they're just like if they were trying to like hit each key with their fingers consciously it would be a mess but because of the routine practice they it's become habitual and so i think discipline well i don't think it is i i really know discipline is the same 
the people who are most disciplined just have put in the practice. And they you know, have what's, just, what's so fascinating about that is so when I think of discipline, and, and this is really good, I think maybe some other people get this wrong. When I think of discipline, I think of, I like literally picture Tom Brady and just the fact that he always eats perfectly and always works out perfectly and stretches perfectly <laughs> and plays That's perfectly funny. most of right. the time. Right. Uh, always, you know, deflates the balls purposely. Um, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But, but it's like this idea that discipline equates to perfection and there's no, and when you said that, that, that idea of practice, so discipline really is just that practice piece based on what you're saying there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's the definition. It's not me. It's that discipline. The reason Brady's doing that is because he's done it for the last 20 years. Right. This is the guy who was a sixth round draft pick. I mean, yeah, sixth round. So what's fascinating about that is because he didn't have all the gifts, he had to practice harder than everybody else. Yeah. And it was, this is, it was, this is, this is really interesting. So, so he didn't start off perfect. And I mean, let's be honest, he's, he's not, but he worked his way up to it. So, so it, which, which gets back to your point, which is if you're not tracking it, regardless of how perfect you are. So, so in your mind, is it better for somebody who eats candy six days a week to just start tracking it in the hopes that what we track is ultimately going to end up starting to improve? Cause you have to have, you just have to have visibility on what's going on today before it's going to get better. Yeah, you're spot on. And, and in fact, what I would say just for the purpose of the way kind of our minds work is, is not to, even though Ben Franklin did it precisely that way, I would I would spin it a little and say rather than focus on the candy that is a not habit, in other words, a negative habit you're trying to, I would focus on what's the substitute? What are you going to, are you going to drink uh, six glasses of water? Like every time you want to eat candy, what's the substitute good habit, Right that you can replace it with. A nail is driven out by another nail. Habit is replaced by habit. So what's the substitute habit that's going to... Absolutely. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's why they say, so people that are big drinking beer, for example, the new habit becomes you get an O'Doul's or some other non-alcoholic yeah. beer and do the same exact things you were doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So people may think as I did for a second there, that we're off track and this is not goal setting 2.0 or 201, but it is because we're getting into the significance of tracking and the idea of a mindset of practice, right? And the important ideas, the important ideas of discipline. It's, it's not throw your hands up, you know, this week sucked, this month sucked. I'm just not disciplined enough. It's just like reset, get back on the horse, go after it again. Which, which, and I think a key thing with that is tying back into maybe even a real, okay. So say that somebody has a, has a fitness goal on January 15th, you know, so they've gone two weeks, they've done great. They fall off the horse for the weekend and they go crazy. They go to Vegas. It's almost like they have to let, they have to like, forgive themselves first and foremost. Then they have to almost re-engage on goal setting 101 
do you still want to hit your ultimate end goal? Is that still important that you, you know, drop 15 pounds or whatever it is? Do you still have the desire and a big why to do it? If the answer is yes, great. Then let's get back on the horse and start tracking your habits again to get you going where you want to go. But it's like, don't feel bad if you fell off the horse. If you decided, you know what? It's like, I don't want to lose that weight or I just want to stay at that weight forever. Great. Make an agreement that you're willing to do that and take that off your list and go find something else to track that you have a bigger reason why. I mean, is that a safe statement to say that? That if you fall off enough, maybe your reason why isn't big enough and just give up on that one for now. Maybe you'll re-engage it later. I, yeah, you touched on some great two huge things. And, and the first is checking with your desire, making that check-in and being honest with yourself, I think is super important. A lot of people say they want this. They say they want to be out of debt and then their spending habits are X or they're not saving Y. And so they're saying it, but they don't really want it. Um, right, right. A wish, and then the a wish, other, not a goal. And then the other key point, and I, I wish I had this quote in front of me. I think it's like a Buddha quote, but it's so funny. It's like, no matter how slow you go, and this is one I lean on all the time, no matter how slow you go, just don't stop. <laughs> and I'm probably botching it, but, but it's something like that. Like the idea here is it's not a sprint. It's just like, don't it. Even if you're going, if you slow down to a crawl, which could be skipping a day, a week, a month, right. Reset and you're back to crawling and you're moving forward. It's just this idea that it progressive realization of a worthy goal or idea. It doesn't mean it has to be at a hundred miles an hour. It may be at one mile per hour. Just, keep moving forward. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and the other thing, if we tie back to that quote, a worthy ideal or a worthy goal that entails that it's worthy to you because you're the only one has to make that decision, which ties back to, do you still want that? Is that still worthy for you? And do you have a big desire and reason why to tap into it? Um, and I want to share something interesting. So, so I got one of those Peloton exercise bikes. I'm not sure if you've seen those before. Uh, yeah, uh, I've seen them on commercials. Oh, I read, a, read a great story about one yesterday, but go ahead. Oh, they are, they are fantastic. I highly recommend if you have any motivation issues or just want to be able to work out at home and get motivated as if you were in a class, they're really fantastic. And they've got hmm. a great deal now. You can get one. I mean, they, they, they uh, uh, you know, let you try it out in your home and all that stuff. Anyway, they have, <laughs> They've got these meditations as well. So you get this app on your phone also or on your tablet and you can do stretching and yoga and meditation and you can do outdoor things and, you know, boot camps. I mean, it's literally like you're getting basically tapping into all of these great trainers with all these great programs. And one of them is on meditation and they have this one on fitness goals that I was listening to yesterday and I didn't think it was relevant for this and it's totally relevant. And he says, Think about your fitness goal, whether that be a new personal record, um, whether that be like you, like doing, you know, being able to do the, uh, do the trip out to Catalina, um, whatever it might be and tie into your bigger why. What's the bigger reason why? So if it's, Hey, I want to weigh this watch. Well, why is that? Well, because I want to look better in a swimsuit. Okay. That's, that's a little vain, but okay. But why else? 
oh, I want to be more healthy, live a better life and be there for my family and not have to get uh, this disease or that disease or heart disease like my parents did or whatever it is. Right. Tapping into something bigger. I wonder just if we're not emphasizing enough how important that is when people fall off the wagon, you must not really want it enough. I just wonder how many people let go of their goals because they're like, eh, it's kind of a dream. Yeah, I'd really love that, that, but really not so much. I want to eat candy all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah, everything's, it's pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure, the two great motivators, the things right. that influence our behavior. And, and unfortunately, I guess pain is the greater of the two. So, so sometimes if we can't create that discomfort in our head for ourselves to change our behavior, then we wait for it to happen. Right. Um, and that's, that's unfortunate. Almost like a passive way of doing it yep. versus an active take charge way of doing it. Yeah. Yep. Be proactive. Which is, sure. which is really crazy. So <laughs> be proactive. Yeah, that's the ownership responsibility. That is Cubby's first habit, right? Be proactive. And then it's begin with the end in mind. Yep. And then put yeah. first things first to grind through it. All right. So as we wrap up to goal setting 201, what do you have anything else on your list or any well, it's like, I mean, the other thing that I'd love to get your thoughts on, because yeah. I think that some people, I put you into this category more than me, um, and, and I think a lot of people aren't in this category at all, which is, okay, I'm tracking it, but who else is going to look at it? What's that third-party accountability, um, and what strategies do you have around that? Is it, you know, you find a friend, you find a thing online. I, I know there's an app or I think it's an app, it's a website out there where you actually put money on. So you're yeah. actually betting that you're going to do. I mean, what's your thoughts on this whole accountability it's, third piece? It's so great. Thank you for not letting me off the hook. <laughs> that has two meanings. <laughs> uh, so my number one accountability kind of component I would go to, and I think it fits I, I dare I say it leads us to, to goal setting 301, but we're not going to go there. Um, it's, it's a mastermind. It's, it's a, uh, a carefully selected, you know, I met you through the, what was that called? That was the EO, not EO, but the accelerator group. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that was an accountability group. Um, but, but I will also say, that for me, like I have not always been like, all I need is the sheet um, in the app. And for the most part, I'm probably not ex excelling as quickly, but, but I tend to stay on track and keep moving the, the sheet, meaning the sheet, the tracking is my accountability component. Right. But having said that, I am part of a group that meets uh, every 60 days-ish, you know, five dudes, and we're all just kind of comparing notes and resetting what's going to get done the next 60 days. So so I love that you're bringing that up. You know, I was part of EO and our, our forum, and, and our forum even started using the habit factor. But 
the, the, and that was for 10 years. And then, as I said, I met you in the accelerator group. So number one to me would be some sort of mastermind recurring meeting once a month, once every couple months. Um, if you can get two or three or four people at minimally to do that, although you could, you know, one person might work, but, but that would be the top for me recommendation. Love it. Love it. So, so, so having somebody, a like-minded person or even a group of people that you can get together with on a regular basis and, and, and share. And then I would even extend that to say, find people that are maybe even in a better place than you are. Find people that are already doing well and, you know, try to see if you can get together with them. People that already are setting good habits because you're going to rise to the people that you hang around with. So, you know, select wisely, I guess. <laughs> no, absolutely genius. You know, one of the other interviews I had um, kind of underscore this point. One of probably, if to you use that term successful, one of the mo- most successful interviews or entrepreneurs I interviewed, Mark Moses, you look this up. Um, and I'm saying that to the audience and you, if you're interested, but he's, he's the CEO of coaching international. He has a very basic four step. And by the way, you think he thinks goals are stupid or important, right? He thinks they're important and it's a four step formula. It's like, what do you want? How are you going to get it? What stands in the way and how are you going to hold yourself accountable? That's it. Love it. No, it's easy. And and when you look at it that way, um, it just kind of simplifies it. And it, at the end of the day too, and I, and I'm, and I'm so happy that you, that you uh, talked about your chat about your tracking sheet, because a lot of people make it too complicated. I'm going to go out and get a new planner. I'm going to go buy, you know, try out 20 different apps on my phone. It's like, no, it's like, you know, hopefully Martin will have that somewhere where you're listening to this or you can visit his website and get it, print it off and just start writing on it. And then, take a picture of it and send it to somebody you care about to, to hold you accountable. I mean, literally, I mean, that's, that's all you need to do to get this process started. It's just not that hard. Yep. And then stay after it. It's not about, so we were talking about Brady and practice and discipline and, and I scratched down the quote and it's overused, but it applies. It's this idea, Aristotle, right? Excellence what you were saying, how Brady is perfect. Yep. Excellence is not a single act. It is a habit. So you can see how it just all ties in like practice, discipline, habit. Um, and then accountability is the, the, the strong arm of the law that gets you back on track. But we're saying on track and it begins and ends, I think, with the tracking sheet following par. Plan, act, record, and reassess. Exactly. So thank you for bringing up accountability. That's awesome. Anything else? No, this was fantastic. I mean, again, I always learn something when we do these. and And I hope people listen to this and then get your sheet. Make sure you, you tell them how to get that if they don't have it and, and just use it. I mean, again, it's, it's just, it's just not that hard when you just use it. (laughs) You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. (laughs) Um, Well, we say that all the time. And, and, and there's also a variation on that. You, You can lead a horse to water and you can't make him not drink, but that's for another day. 
True. Very um, true. Yep. Henry, you're a genius and a saint. And thank you so much for taking the time on a busy Saturday. And this should come out very, very soon. I wanted to come out on the heels of goal setting 101. Um, just love it. Great to chat with you as always, brother. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Uh, say goodbye to the audience and we'll talk soon, bud. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, really quick. I just want to remind you if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all, you can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S to 33444 and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. I'm out. Bye.